Hello and welcome to our day night podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to our show. Today we have the pleasure to talk to my dear good friend Jesse Pegula. Jesse is a professional tennis player, mostly training in Florida. She is a top WTA player. Her highest ranking was 55 in the world. In 2019, Jessie won her first career WTA singles title, defeating Kamala Georgie in the city opening in Washington, D.C. This year, in 2020, she made finals in Auckland. In the semifinals, she, was, she faced Caroline Wozniacki, former number one in the world, beating her in three sets to set up a first meeting with the great champion Serena Williams in an All-American final. Whoa, quite the amazing start of the year, Jesse. Thank you so much for joining me today in the show. It's such a pleasure to have you. How are you? Hi, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited, you know, not doing much in this quarantine. So um, it's exciting that I can jump on this podcast with you, especially since we're such good friends. So It's just crazy, right? What's been going on? How, uh, how have you been holding up in the last couple of weeks? Uh, yeah, so um, I just moved into a new house a few months ago, so that's kind of really kept me busy. Um, so I'm grateful for that, you know, that I'm, you know, able to take my mind off something. Um, and I've been practicing a little bit, but uh, everyone in my family is safe and healthy and things haven't been too bad. Um, so yeah, we're holding up okay. Well, that's good to hear. And uh, are you still uh, getting to hit some balls during the quarantine? get on the court. Yeah, so yeah, there's um my parents have a private court at their house and there's a couple private courts around here. Um the public courts I think just opened back up this week. Um mm -hmm. but yeah, so it hasn't been too bad. I'm not practicing full time, but I'm practicing a little bit. Um it's nice cuz we're in Florida, the weather's nice and uh you kind of do have the ability to sneak off to a lot of like private tennis courts um and stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of girls around here that have still been practicing a little bit and I've been hitting here and there, but not trying to burn myself out um, since we kind of don't have really an end date to when this quarantine is. Yeah, I am. I could imagine because you usually train six to eight hours a day uh, or six hours a day or four to six hours a day. I don't know yeah. exactly, but um, <laughs> I used to train when I was, we used to train when we were little. Those are like academy days. Academy days, yeah. Six to eight hours a day. Exactly. Not that exactly. much anymore, but it's still, yeah, I still am training. I probably practice at least, you know, once a day, five to six days a week. Um, you know, by the time you warm up, you practice, you're done, you go, eat you go you work out I mean it's probably you know at least four hours um if you practice twice could be more so yeah it's definitely definitely a change and it's hard, it's hard to find motivation I guess exactly that's um, what I was gonna say like you're training yeah. for usually f to go compete in a tournament somewhere and right now it's a little bit more difficult because you're kind yeah, of uh, on a plateau right like just training yeah and, there's just there's no schedule there's no, no schedule like Uh, I think some of the girls I've talked to are just like, yeah, I kind of hit that lull, you know, that they're starting to hit where I think I hit that last week where I was kind of like, like, what am I, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. What yeah. No, we all for? hit that. Like yeah. the first couple of weeks I was like, okay, like I have all this time to eat healthy and work out and get in really good shape and train. And like, 
I still do. And that's still, but it starts getting harder and harder as the weeks go on, especially yeah. when there's really no end in sight to, for us, you know, just as far yeah. as our job and our career. So yeah, it's definitely, yeah, I think I hit that lull maybe last week. I feel better yeah. this week. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes. Yeah, it's definitely like we all hit that period of time during these unique times that we've never really had to face. Never kind of yeah. asking ourselves, uh, when will things get back to normal? And it's very difficult to kind of foresee that because imagine, for your example, going to tournaments, you have thousands of people in the stadium together, not social distance. So it's yeah. a very interesting concept. How will that go or how fast they will release these tournaments to go on and what other alternative there will be. I don't know. Maybe you guys will play only show on TV. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. quite interesting what's going to happen. I'm really yeah. uh, looking forward to see the decisions that are going to be made. Yeah. Tennis is a definitely a interesting sport. I think maybe golf is the only thing you kind of relate it to where uh, people are traveling from all over the world and it'll be hard to know how everything's going to open up, especially for tournaments, um, especially in all the different countries. Uh, mm -hmm. There's sometimes tournaments going on in different countries at the same time. And um, we've kind of been told that every city's different. You know, you're kind of, they're all listening to their local government. So, you know, some of the restrictions may be different at certain cities. Some may, you know, be better than others. So it's, it'll definitely be weird. Like you said, um, how it's going to kind of, they're going to phase everything back in. Um, but I know it takes time. There's so many moving parts. Yeah. Uh, to putting on a tournament and event, you know, not just the players, it's the physical therapists, the doctors, the food, the staff, the volunteers, you know, there's so many people. So it's just, it'll be yeah. interesting. Um, definitely a challenge. I think everyone's just trying to adapt as best as they can. So right now you are on hold with your tournaments and when is the next update for you guys? Um, so I think our next update uh, will be, um, beginning of June, I think at the okay. latest, um, I think that will mainly be about, I think, I'm not sure us open and okay. kind of the remainder of a lot of the hardcore tournaments that are coming up before us open. Um, because the Roland Garros, Wimbledon is all canceled. They're not rescheduled. So those. Wimbledon was canceled. And then, uh, Roland Garros actually rescheduled for sometime in September, but, um, okay. So the next Grand Slam would be U.S. Open. And I think it's US such a big Open. deal because of New York, it's in New York City. Yeah. So, that you know, New York City has been hit really, really bad by yeah. the virus. So we're not really sure how, how that's going to happen. Uh, I think they might be looking to relocate maybe. Uh, probably no fans. I, I don't, I really don't know exactly. Um, It'll hopefully be interesting. we'll find out soon. Yeah. yeah I, today they made an announcement about um, some tournaments and more tournaments in Europe being canceled. So, um, yeah, we'll just kind of, we're just gonna have to see how it pans out. It's going to be hard for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know it's difficult because you train for all these big grand slams, like you said, and all these tournaments and then this happened. So it's definitely a mental challenge. Like you have to be strong and I know you are and, uh, everything will hopefully, uh, get back, uh, on track soon. Uh, it's more, most important now is for everybody to be healthy and the whole everybody to adjust to this new uh, lifestyle and uh, we'll get through it together I think we'll be uh, yeah be yeah good. I mean there's people that have it a lot worse you know than, than yeah, I do yeah. so I I don't want to 
definitely complain, but it's definitely hard to see, you know, the sport that you grew up playing and how far it's come and then kind of see it like everything else. Um, businesses, like, you know, anything going on right now kind of dwindling down um, and like maybe, you know, you take all these steps forward and now it's like you just went 100 steps backwards. So it's definitely, it's hard to see, especially because it's my career and women's, especially women's tennis has come such a long way. So hopefully we can do our best to recover from it. But, um, you know, there's definitely other people out there that are struggling more than I am. So, um, you know, you, I think you have to take that into account too, if you start, you know, getting too sorry for yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Take uh, the full, full, full glass. Look at the yeah. full glass. Yeah. Well, Jesse, I wanted to ask you a little bit um, about how you got into tennis from a young age and your story, you know, in short about how you started to get into tennis, what inspired you um, when you thought you want to become a professional, uh, just a, a, your story, how you got to this uh, extremely high level you are now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I started when I was around, I'm going to say like six or seven, uh, just taking lessons after school. Um, at the time, I was living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My older half-sister, Laura, played um, played college and juniors, or sorry, played tennis in college and, um, and juniors, and she ended up playing at uh, Division One at the University of, of Pittsburgh. So um, I think from being around that is kind of how I got started. Um, And then also I was just doing after school stuff and um, yeah, I guess I just kind of had a talent for it and I picked it up and I grew up kind of watching my older sister play and practice and um, yeah, I just kind of, I, I got into it. Um, I ended up moving to Hilton Head, South Carolina to go to a tennis academy there with my family. Uh, they moved with me and um, I was pretty young. I was like, I think I was, I don't know, like eight, eight maybe. Um, yeah. And yeah, and then I kind of developed into like an actual player, started playing tournaments. And then when I was around 12, 13, we moved to Florida, uh, South Florida here. And that's where we met at ITF. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I started training there. And that's when I really started playing a lot of uh, ITF junior tournaments. And um, yeah, that's kind of how I really got Progressed. started. It really wasn't anything crazy. It was just sort of my sister played tennis and I picked it up too. Um you know, I was good at it. So I stuck You're very it talented. And, yeah. yeah. Thanks. And uh, yeah, I love sports. I played other sports growing up too. I played baseball. I played softball, soccer, um, stuff like that. So I was always into, you know, athletics. Sports, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Tennis was kind of my, I guess my niche. So I got into it that way. And then, um, you know, how it goes, you just play junior tournaments and you travel and you uh, kind of start, I started playing pro tournaments. Um, I don't know, when I was like 16, maybe a couple, 17, uh, I turned pro at the US Open. Uh, we did yeah. won a couple rounds in doubles with Taylor Townsend, uh, another American, uh, really talented American girl. That she was, I think, a little younger than me at the time. Uh, we played doubles together and we did well there. And I ended up turning pro with uh, the support from my, from my parents. And yeah, um, yeah the rest is history. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I remember I didn't mention a lot of your really good results, but you've had some amazing results around um, along the years, beating a lot of top players. Uh, I think who did uh, did you beat Samantha? Uh, 
Stosur? Oh yeah, yeah. City Open. Yeah, one City year at City Open. I City Open I always played well at. I don't know I don't know yeah. why. That was just so funny that I won it because I was like, I always play I there's always um two tournaments that week and one's bigger. Uh Washington's a little smaller, but um it gets televised a lot and yeah. it's really hot there. And everyone's like, Oh, I don't want to go to DC, it's so hot. And I, I don't know what maybe from being from Florida, I didn't really mind it. And it is always deathly hot every year. But I'm always like, I don't know. I always do well there. I always, I'm always like, I got to play DC. I always do well. And yeah, um, so yeah I've had some good results there. Yeah. Um, when I was pretty young, I qualified That's... and I lost the Pekovich first round in a tough mm-hmm. match. And then I, um, I, the one other year I did well, I made the semis. I lost to, I, I beat Samantha Stozer and I lost to uh, Lauren Davis in the semis, I think. And right. Um, and it, that was the yeah, and then yeah. If, the next I played it the next time and I won it so yeah yeah <laughs> good yeah it seems that's a good place for you um yeah there's some play. tournaments where you know things just go well for some reason I don't and there's some places where it's just bad every year which I've had those which you just start you just start not <laughs> I know those <laughs> you're not going into those you're like I'm not entering that tournament this year because bad <laughs> vibes but <laughs> just deal with it yeah so when you were young, would you say like um, your childhood was different than other kids because you were training for a soon-to-be professional sport? Yeah, I mean, I say that I kind of just worked my way into it and I was good at it. But I mean, I do vividly remember like being eight years old and I was like, I'm going to be the number one tennis player in the world. That's awesome. <laughs> so I definitely had, I guess I was just very ambitious um, regardless yeah. of what it was. Like I just... I, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist in that way. Yeah, um, you are. I'm very laid back, but I'm also <laughs> a perfectionist where I'm like really hard on myself. So yeah, um, yeah, you, as you know. Um, I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I don't even know your, what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I asked you like if your childhood was different than different, okay. other kids that you, you felt like it was different, like yeah, you feel I mean, like you're missing so, out yeah, so on play, it, it like playtime. Yeah, I... I think that I had a very normal childhood compared to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely missed out on a lot. Like, you know, I was homeschooled since I was, I don't even know, like second grade. I went back to school for a few years, went back to homeschool. Um, yeah. I was always at tennis academies. I was always around kids older than me. You yeah. know, I didn't go to prom. I didn't go to homecoming. I didn't really like do that type of stuff. Definitely um, not go, the to, yeah, norms, to normal teenager, you know. Yeah, I definitely was. It definitely isn't normal, but I honestly yeah. think most tennis players don't have a normal life just because it's so it's so different. It's not like you're on the high school. Uh, well, you can be on a high school tennis team, but the, it, for like good juniors, you're not really. Oh, I'm. You know, they're homeschooled the basketball team. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, like you're just not. Yeah, either a lot of them are homeschooled or. Like I used to go to a special school where they catered towards like people that needed a, I don't know what it would be called. You didn't go to school for that long. And then you would go to your academy in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, like a like sports a, school. Like a school for, high school. Yeah. For like gifted yeah. athletes where you need yeah. more time to work on your sport. Yeah. So I definitely, no, I, I don't think I had a normal childhood, but when I look back, I think I got to do enough where it kept me um, like, you know, able to be happy and social and stuff like exactly. that. I think when I got into my older teens, I definitely got more upset that I wasn't a part of normalcy. Yeah. Um, 
but I think after a certain point, I just accepted that like, this is how it's going to be. This is what I have to do. And just to appreciate all the good things that come out of it. Um, and, and I guess balance too, you know, as you get exactly. older, you learn how to balance everything. And I think when you're younger, you just feel so overwhelmed. Um, and you, you don't know what's right or what's wrong. Um, yeah. you know, is it okay to go to this party or is it okay to do this, but you have practice next, you know, it's just hard to balance. And you know, me being a perfectionist, being hard on myself, I just would put pressure on myself as to like, not know what to do. Um, and I always catered towards whatever to do, whatever I had to do for my tennis, which yeah. I think is really important and it was good. But, um, I think now that I'm older, I've learned how to balance it in a healthier way where now, um, you know, if I'm not doing stuff related to my career, I'm home with family, with friends, that I'm still getting something out of it as in I'm still recharging and relaxing and like, you know, staying grounded and, and all those things I think are, are important to be successful in the tennis court. Yeah. Yeah, sure. uh, it, they are important. That, that was my next question to you, because uh, I talked about this in my first episode. As a young athlete, I think we do have, um, we learn uh, yes, from young to what hard work is um, and discipline. And uh, I think that can help us in our adult life with anything that we do in the adult life. Yeah. Um, I think I think that it's for me my my personal experience and I'm sure you as well because I know you are now as an adult not only in tennis but I see you are also a very hard worker and very disciplined and a perfectionist like you said uh in a lot of day-to-day activities and I feel mm-hmm. like this is a huge quality taken from being a young athlete that trains like you said 68 hours a day mm-hmm. yeah no um Yeah, I think tennis is just so special. I think sports in general, I think we've talked about this before. It's just so special in that way where it really does teach you something that like I don't really think you can get from anywhere else um, in sports. And I think tennis is, I'm biased, but I think tennis is even harder because it's so individual and you really don't have yes. at times anyone to lean on. You're and alone. It can feel, yeah, it can yeah. feel really, really alone. And yeah. I'm glad that I am somewhat of a loner. <laughs> <laughs> where I don't mind it but at times when you're younger and you're growing up and you're a junior it's really really hard yeah and uh I think it really it really toughens you up and sports in general they just teach you things that I I don't know that you can't really explain or can't really replicate anywhere else um for later on in life but it does you know as you grow up you you realize how much it kind of helps you to work yeah. hard and to I think persevere I think it's really just like just to keep going, you know, yes. you know, it's just yeah. like, you're not going to exactly. stop, you know, exactly. and it's just, it's, I think sports just teaches you that because especially in tennis, I think people don't realize is you lose a lot, you know, yes. you're always, you're losing a lot and you go through streaks where even if you're the greatest tennis player ever, I mean, there was a streak where you're, you're still losing, you know, you're not winning every match and it's hard being by yourself, knowing you lost, having to get up the next day and go back to the practice court have any sort of motivation or just even want to like do the same thing over and over again um so yeah, yeah I so, think it just it teaches you that a lot yeah it's so interesting you brought this up because um as a kid going on the court in that arena you know fighting at 10 years old and then losing a 10 years old how do you explain to a 10 year old you're lost you're a loser yeah. you know what i yeah. mean like no i'm not don't want to be um Uh, some coaches do say that or parents yeah, no. uh, oh, yeah, for sure. so 
that little mind, a 10 year old, you know, how can they take it? You know, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's a challenging sport mentally, I think. And I think you agree with me at this, like to have some kind of um, somebody to talk to like a sports therapist from a younger age to the, with you and also maybe your coach and your family to kind of balance the whole team out and um, help you get through losing like the losses because you know in a tournament like do you feel like when you were younger like let's say you were making finals but then losing and then you weren't happy your family wasn't happy no you know what i mean like sometimes finals but i still lost so unless you win the whole tournament people still feel like oh i'm not accomplished right yeah it's true especially um especially in tennis because there's so many tournaments every week and it's like you're not just winning matches. You have to win multiple matches to win the tournament. Yeah. So, so, you know, every week you're playing a tournament, you're obviously not going to win every single week. Like it's impossible. So you're having to deal with, you know, you play, I won DC last year and then I go to Cincinnati and I lost second round. Like, you know, it's just like you, all of a sudden the highs are really high and the lows are really low. And I think that can get really dangerous if you don't have any like stability somewhere in your life where you can be like, okay, you know, it's okay. It was just, it was a bad week. You get up, you do it again, but it's hard when you're, like you said, you, you made finals. Well, you still lost the tournament. <laughs> it's like yeah. You didn't win the tournament. Your goal, yeah. you know, in, ter- in tennis is to win the tournament. So yeah. if you're not winning tournaments, you don't feel, you know, like you're accomplished right. or people that don't know the sport as you get older and social media is more big. It's like, oh, well, they lost second round, like, they suck, you know, and it's, like, someone even ranked 50 in the world, they're not winning Grand Slams, so I think sometimes 50 in the world is great, it's amazing, it's your literally entire world, Yeah. but if you look at it through maybe someone that doesn't know or a different perspective, you can also be, like, but I've never won a Grand Slam, Mm -hmm. I maybe win one tournament a year, that's a good year, I'm losing still like every other week. It's just, it's so, it's just, to me, it's so up and down and the highs and lows are constant, you know, throughout the week, um, week to week, day to day, you know, the turnaround, you win, have a huge win one day, you come back the next day and you lose and you're like, okay, well that was fast. Uh, I guess I'll wait till next week. So it just, it gets hard, you know? And like you said, if you don't have someone there, whether a helpful parent or a friend or a therapist or a coach, and I think a coach is probably the most maybe important because they're the person you can relate to the most um, on court. Um, I think if you don't have someone with some stability to keep you balanced in between those highs and lows, that it can get really difficult. Yeah, extremely. I I think tennis, I mean, I played as a junior and uh, it, it, it can really affect you in a lot of ways. Yeah. But yeah. um, tell us a little bit more. Uh, now we transition a little bit about how it was. Uh, how is how is your life on the WTA tour uh, for the past <laughs> few years? Um, yeah. You know what are what are some of your favorite things about being a te- tennis professional? Um, how is the environment like? Uh, what do you what do you feel like? It's pretty like I said, like top fifty in the world, top fifty five in the world. Like it's unbelievable. It's amazing. You're in the world, like that's, I cannot point that enough how awesome that is. So how is it to be among there and among the best? 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something where it seems like unattainable. And then once you get there, you're like, oh, that wasn't, that was really hard. But then you get there and you feel this sense of like, it wasn't that as hard as you made it out to be in your mind. Um, Obviously, I think with every milestone and every goal, no matter what it is in your life that you always kind of feel like that, like, it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get there. I don't know if I'm going to get there. And then you get there and you're like, why was I so like, why did I build it up? Like it was so impossible when it's really not. Um, but yeah, I think as I've gotten to a higher level, um, I actually think it's easier almost in a way. Um, because when you're in the lower level and you're just grinding, the rewards seem so small. Um, when you're playing challengers and you're playing ITFs and you know, there's not really anyone watching and it just, it like can wear you down a lot um because you know you're not getting rewarded as much you know you're not playing in front of big stadiums you're not getting more money you're not getting more points you're not getting chances to play against bigger players as much so it just it can wear you down um I think as I've gotten to the higher level it's been more definitely to me more fun in a way um where you get to interact with fans and you get to play on bigger stadiums bigger names bigger players and that's ultimately kind of what you're playing for is to feel that feeling of being out there on a big stadium with a big player in a big moment and hopefully winning in that moment um but yeah the I mean it's a lot of traveling it's a lot of work um I would say definitely probably just the trap the constant travel um is just I, I like traveling I don't I don't mind. I don't really like flying, but I like traveling and I like to get to see the different cultures and stuff. Um, you have to be able to adapt pretty well. And uh, I think that's one of the main things, but um, you know, everyone I think is pretty nice on tour for the most part. Um, you know, we all for the you know most part get along and we're all part of the same kind of journey. I think, especially as you get older, you realize you're all kind of on this journey together. Yeah to just like grow as individuals and be the best you can be. And I think at the end of the day, well, I know at the end of the day, if we didn't have each other, we wouldn't be where we are. Cause there's, you know, you're constantly pushing each other, even though you don't really realize it, whether you like the girl, or you don't like the girl, they're pushing you to be better because you're out there playing them and you're either going to beat them or you're going to lose. And either way, you know, they're pushing you in some way to, to win yeah. the match, to lose whatever. So. um yeah, I think it's, I think, you know, I don't know, I get along with most people on tour. Um, I think everyone at the WTA is really helpful um, in helping you transition too, because it's definitely another world of, you know, media, um, things to do, um, just responsibilities, I guess, uh, especially now that it's gotten much bigger and there's so much more social media and uh, stuff like that, that you really have to be kind of I don't know, well-equipped and ready to handle it. If you break out one tournament or, um, you know, you have a big win and all of a sudden you're thrown into the spotlight and it's like things change really fast. Uh, but no, I, it's, it's definitely an interesting, interesting life. I think it's so, (laughs) um, it's just so different than a lot of things. So it's just, it's hard to explain because you know, Cause you don't really know unless you like have some sort experience of um, familiarity with, yeah, or experience it or something like that. But it's definitely an interesting, interesting life, but it's, it's fun. I, I obviously love it. I think I'm in a good place in my life where I really do enjoy what I do and everything awesome. involved in it. And uh, it's fun. 
I'm very, very grateful for all of it. Yeah, I mean, life on the WTA tour for you is good for us too, because we got to see you on TV <laughs> a lot. I know now that I'm now that I'm ranked higher, it's like now people can watch me on TV more, which is good, but also bad yeah. because I'm like, crap, people are watching <laughs> me back home. I better get my act together. <laughs> That's awesome watching you on TV and you have a very good presence there and I love it. I I want to come see some tournaments in person, but not yeah, now know, obviously. Yeah, but <laughs> well, wait, oh you saw me play last year in Miami. That's not oh yeah, Miami was ago. really but that was the first yeah. time in like like in a long year, time. like years. Yeah. Like since like juniors. I like, know seriously, when have you ever I don't really don't think maybe one challenger somewhere? I don't know. I think it was because I was in Antigua those years where you were like kind of yeah. turning pro and starting traveling a lot. Yeah. yeah. So true. that's why. But now, um, in, uh, hopefully ne in September, whenever they're letting go, if you're playing in the States or in Europe or something, yeah. um, it's going to be really fun. Yeah. I know. I always well, say you should travel with me for a few weeks. I know. I know. It'd be amazing. <laughs> oh, I miss Paris so much. I just did a puzzle when P Paris. Really? <laughs> That's how much I miss it. I bought a puzzle and I did it. Taylor but, uh, loved going to the French Open. He loved the it. French Open. That's yeah. what I was going to ask you. He loves. Well, well, he loves Paris. Yeah. He loves Paris. Yeah, you guys yeah. did your uh, photos there. Um, yeah. Do you? What's your favorite Grand Slam? Is is it Roland Garros? Um, I would probably say uh, U.S. U.S. Open, just because Open. Um, you, it's just in my home country, and it feels so patriotic and fun, and the crowds are definitely a lot more uh, high energy, you know, like New York City. Um, yeah. But I love, I love all the feel of each Grand Slam. I think it, your mood definitely, like, shifts, I feel like, based on what Grand Slam you're going to, because they're all so different, and they all have their own feel. So it's definitely... You know, like I love Paris, so I like the French Open. I just love like that feel of being there and stuff like that. Um, Wimbledon feels very classy and elegant. Uh, U.S. Open's just rowdy, and um, I played main draw Australian Open for the first time this year, and it was yeah, definitely again one of it. Just it it's such a nice slam. It's, I think they call it the happy slam just because everyone it's just <laughs> a good vibe. Like it's summer, everyone's drinking, and the grounds are really nice and pretty colors and it's just like a good vibe there to start the year so I don't yeah. know I definitely I would say just U.S. Open just because I'm American but I I love all of them in their own uh their own ways they all have something special for sure and since we're yeah. little we're watching on tv so yeah um talking about patriotic you were on the Fed Cup team in 2019 um for the first time And I want to ask you about your experience of that. I mean, it must be amazing playing for your country, representing your country. It's something in a one-lifetime experience, which I hope you'll experience again and again. But it's something very special, I think, to be on the yeah, team. Um, yeah, I played – I ended up playing a dead rubber, which means uh, I think we already won. Um, but the fans were there, and they wanted to play another match. So the match didn't really count towards anything. I think it counted – maybe individually um, on your record or I'm not sure, but um, yeah. And I got to play with Jennifer Brady and we got called in for the doubles match last minute. And I think it was our, both our first Fed cup match. So it was definitely 
it was really fun being on that team. Uh, I got to learn a lot about, you know, I'm not, I didn't really grow up um, in the USDA, so to speak. So, or the United States Tennis Association, like I didn't grow up going to the camp. So a lot of the girls I know, but all of them are kind of friends and I wasn't really like, I didn't grow up with them. So I'm not super close with any of them really. Um, but it was, it was definitely neat to get like to be around them and kind of bond a little bit. And I definitely feel like I'm a lot more friendly with a lot of them now um, just from that one week. And, uh, and, you know, girls too, it's like, you don't really like know. And then like, all it takes is like one thing to talk about and you're like, Oh yeah, like we're friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that I wasn't friendly with them before, but you know, you just, all of a sudden you have like a connection to something with that yeah. person. So now, you know, I'm like, if you want to ask them something or talk about something, you always bring something up that happened or, you know, from that week. And it was definitely, it was my first time. Um, one girl's first time, I think, I think she was on the team as just like a hitting partner or something. So she got to experience a little bit of it. Um, so I was definitely like the newbie and I definitely felt like it because, you know, I didn't really know how things usually go. So I definitely felt like an outsider a little bit, but, um, it's funny though, how you experience those things for the first time and you feel like it's so special. And I'm sure next time I go back, it'll always be special, but it's not going to be the same feeling of like that first time. And, um, I'll be more experienced and know what I'm going into next time. But, uh, it was, it was definitely fun. And we, we played in, um, where do you play? San Antonio, I think. San Antonio, Texas. Uh, we played Switzerland and, um, you know, I got to do the team dinners and um, we did a couple of fun things together. We went out to eat together. Um, I think we went to Cracker Barrel after because Sloan Stevens was like, if I'm winning this match and she's like, and we're going to Cracker Barrel, like, I don't care what anyone else says. <laughs> so it was I just love fun, Cracker like, Barrel. It's yeah, like, I, I know. Awesome. Everyone, she was so happy. She's like, I'm going to beat this girl. We're going to go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> 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 I was like dying laughing. But it's it, amazing. Yeah, it was just yeah, it was fun to like do stuff like that. And I think it's such a good break from the typical sport that we play where we're always, unless you play doubles, but you're always pitted against each other, you know, and you're always competing. And sometimes you get lost in that and you kind of forget, like, you don't forget, but it's just a different experience playing on one team where you're constantly rooting, constantly cheering them on. And um, yeah, it was definitely a really fun experience. I loved it. I loved playing for my country um, you know, wearing the tracksuit and standing up for the, you know, the flag is definitely something I'll remember for, for sure. Yeah. Super really emotional. Fun. Um, I yeah. remember when, when I was young, I would, I would imagine, you know, hearing the Romanian anthem at that time, cause I was eight. <sighs> um, so I'm, I'm, I can only imagine how cool that experience was. Um, yeah, it's definitely when you're walking out there and they announce your name and everything. It's it's something that is very very special. I think no matter what, and um, so I think moments like that are are something I'll always remember. And then getting to kind of know the girls on the team um, who I didn't know as much is uh, yeah. is really fun. Well, uh, that was a great talk about the your tennis career and your childhood and what's going on right now. Uh, I also a little bit want to talk to you, switch a little bit gears here and ask you about your company for athletes, <laughs> Ready24. Uh, yes. You're not only an amazing athlete, but you're also an amazing business woman. 
So I would love to talk about um, your skincare company, which you founded in 2019. Uh, yeah. February, right? And uh, it's, it's especially for athletes, uh, but it can ov- obviously it's for everybody. But how did you come up with, uh, you know, this idea of, hey, I really want to start up this skin product specific for athletes who are dealing with, um, with problematic skin or just want to maintain their skin? How, uh, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah. Um, so Ready24 is my skincare brand line, skincare line um, that I started a few years ago. It kind of started just because I always had really bad skin when I was growing up, um, and I would always be putting all sorts of things on my face. Um, as I got older, it obviously started going away, but I, I still had, I'm 26, and I still had bad acne when I was like 22, 23. Like I would say just the last few years, maybe it's calmed down. So it's definitely something that's not just happening when you're 15. Um, you know, it just... And it just, I don't know, it just, it bothered me so much. I was like, I just don't understand why my skin just won't get better. Um, So yeah, I would go to a lot of dermatologists and uh, they would just prescribe all these creams. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. But at the end of the day, they always made my skin feel really harsh and kind of irritated. And like, I was constantly just irritating it. And once I kind of realized that less was more, I start, my skin started getting a lot better. So basically the whole point is it's just really simple easy skincare, um, especially for athletes or people that are really active, um, whether it's physically or you're just, you know, driving your kids around all day, or it really doesn't matter. Um, if you're really active, um, you know, just the constant, like there's so many things that you can put on your face. And when I just realized I could make something simple for people, um, and make them realize that less is more that that would really help, especially for athletes who, active people in the sun, sweating all day. Um, a lot of the stuff dermatologists would give me, they would say, well, you need to make sure you wear a lot of sunscreen because, you know, if you wearing this in the sun, it can really make it worse or, you know, it can really irritate your skin or, um, you know, some of the stuff I couldn't even use because I was like, well, they're like, well, can you get out of the sun? And I'm like, well, not really. So yeah. it was just constant like battling with, you know, finding something that fit my lifestyle. Um, so yeah, it's just very simple simple ingredients for your skin. Um, it's not a big line yet. I definitely want to add more stuff. I want to add an SPF, but, uh, basically it's just a simple skincare line. Um, it's nothing fancy. It's not gonna like totally fix your face or whatever that your goal is, but it's just something that like, it's just a daily thing that just kind of gets you through whatever it is. You know, I, I use other stuff that maybe if you're targeting certain areas, it's more important. But if you just need to wash your face after practice, if you just need to wash your face in the morning, if you just need a moisturizer and, you know, a couple other things, then that's kind of what my line is geared for, um, for those types of people, which, you know, I think is better in the end. And then whatever you want to add that's special, that's, you know, peels, whatever, certain things, then you go ahead. But at least you kind of have a base, um, kind of like a baseline of, of your skincare of what you need. Interesting. Very interesting. And, uh, yeah, as athletes, we both know that, um, you know, we are facing or athlete like professional athletes are facing harsh environments, 
some sports are in excessive sun and hot weather, you know, dryness, humidity, cold climate, you know, you're training for hours and also excessively sweating. So yeah, you're, it's absolutely necessary to protect our skin. So, yeah. um, you know, you did talk a little bit about how you have very simple ingredients in your products. So I wanted to ask you, what are you most proud of in your products um, th that could help protect our skin during these harsh environments as an athlete? Yeah, so we, it's all natural. Um, everything is vegan except um, the moisturizing stick. So if I, you know, I'll, we have a, two cleansers. Um, mm -hmm. an essence water spray that's kind of like a toner I guess you could call it um, we have a mask a moisturizer an eye cream and the moisturizing stick um, the moisturizing stick has beeswax in it so it's the only thing that's technically not vegan other than that everything's natural um, no harsh chemicals that are gonna like irritate your skin or dry out your skin um, I always have really dehydrated kind of dry skin um, and being out in the sun kind of makes it worse. So a lot of this stuff has a lot of antioxidants that are very nourishing. And um, again, like the antioxidants kind of help create a barrier for the skin to protect against the environment, against the harsh, the sun, the sweat, the chemicals, any type of um, irritants that, you know, can harm your skin or create aging or sun damage. So um, all this stuff is very antioxidant rich. Um, there's a lot of hyaluronic acid which is really good at retaining water. So it helps kind of uh, pump up your skin a little bit. So we have that a lot um, in our moisturizer and our eye cream. Um, so yeah, those, it's just all natural. It's again, simple, nothing super crazy um, or fancy. It's just stuff that's going to help your skin every single day. Um, and it's, you know, easy to use. Um, like you said, we're traveling a lot, a lot of change in conditions and temperatures. So um, you know, having something in your purse that's easy to carry around is obviously makes everything a lot easier to use, um, especially if you're traveling or on the go, you just throw it in your purse, everything's pretty simple. So that definitely helps um, with the hassle of, you know, a 20 step skincare routine. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and I can, uh, um, you know, talking about irritation, uh, as you know, I have extremely sensitive skin. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm always hesitant to try out new products. Uh, I'm very, you know, they, a lot of them give me irritation on my face, redness. So I did try the moisturizing stick and the moisturizing cream. Uh, from Ready24, and um, usually when I go out in the cold, I get redness and hives on my face from the cold weather, and I, and I told you this, that I tried them, and I put them on, and it really, I can't even go skiing, like the, the wind on the slope will yeah. irritate my face and give hives on my face, uh, mm -hmm. but, but using these moisturizing, all natural moisturizing, I had no issues with the irritation, um, and also kept my face uh, to a really good, um, because it gives a protective level, a protective layer on your face. So yeah. it really helps. So um, I tried them on myself and I, I think your products are really nice. Um, you also put a lot of vitamins in them and I love the beeswax uh, moisturizing sticks. It's really, um, really good. Yeah, so, I think that's everyone's uh, favorite, especially favorite. if you're up north, uh, especially in Buffalo. Yes. Everyone, uh, everyone likes moisturizing stick just because it gets so cold there. Um, it's great. I, I love it. 
And you can use it for anything too. And that's what the good thing about my products too, is there a lot of them are multi-purpose and it's like, there's different cleansers. You know, we have an oil-based, uh, water-based one's good for makeup. One's better. If you don't wear a lot of makeup, you can use them together. You can use a moisturizing stick uh, as chapstick, as cuticle cream, as just a moisturizer for your face, for your body. Um, and then we have mask and um, yeah. And then it was the other one. The spray is great. You can use it as a cleaner for your face. You can just use it to refresh your face uh, during the day. So yeah, it's really, you know, multi-purpose. And again, people that are constantly on the go um, and need something quick and, you know, they need to be ready, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does your product uh, uh, work against acne? Um, yeah, well, we, uh, we've actually had people say that it really has helped their acne. Okay. It isn't specifically geared towards that. It is more geared towards kind of calming your skin, which um, my skin, not only would I have acne, but from all the products I was using, it was just kind of too much, like, you know, too much at once. Yeah. And it would just make it worse. It would kind of just inflame everything because in the end, acne is just kind of, you know, it's clogged pores and they're inflamed. So anything where you can kind of get that inflammation down um, and kind of nourish your skin to heal itself definitely helps acne. Um, it's def it's not an acne uh, geared skincare line, but um, I think it can definitely help people with sensitive skin, people that can break out easily from other products that are too harsh or have chemicals in them. Um, I think it's a good baseline for you to start uh, for your skin. And, um, you know, if you need to use other acne products with it, you know, higher grade stuff or dermatologist stuff, uh, that's totally fine. Um, this will just kind of help balance it out. So it's not too much for your skin. Okay. And you said you, you did mention that you're working on that SPF one, uh, yeah, and the moisturizing really stick or something. I think that would mm -hmm. be really good. Yeah. Because I really want to do an SPF especially like for athletes who are training so much in the sun uh, and can develop can skin cancers, you know, that um, this, and especially if you include them in these products that they're so ready to go and all you have to do is do this during the changeover or mm -hmm. drink, that would be, um, so, uh, I think that would be a really good product uh, for, uh, for the addition yeah. of the other ones. And, um, yeah, it's, SPF is important. You gotta, I wear it every day. Um, yeah. and I still, because of my, just cause I have darker skin, I still get like brown spots just from being in the, and that's with wearing sunscreen every single day. So, um, it's definitely important. It's definitely important as an athlete, uh, to prevent skin cancer and any other unwanted aging or whatever it is. Um, it's just healthy for your skin. So I definitely, that's something I definitely want to get into. Uh, I got to do a little bit more research um, on that, but uh, I definitely want to make an SPF happen. Great. Looking forward for that product as well. Um, so uh, do you mind like letting us know your daily skin routine, uh, for, uh, like daily skin routine versus like pre going on court and post training kind of thing? Do you do like three different ones or it's the same one for all three uh, activities? Or yeah, so the only thing I they're a little different. Um like today I wasn't really doing much. So um I would say I'll start with my nighttime routine. So my nighttime okay. routine, um 
I have a couple serums that I use that are a little bit stronger. Like I said, um, I add them actually to my moisturizers. So I would just cleanse my face with either one of the moisture or cleansers, depending on if I wear makeup, I'll probably do, I'll double cleanse, which means I'll, I'll do the water-based, the oil-based cleanser and the water-based cleanser that we have. Um, then I'll put on a serum. Uh, sometimes I mix it with um, the, my moisturizer and put that on my face. Um, if I have like a stronger mask, like an overnight mask cream, I'll put that on at night as well. Um, you know, something that I know is going to hydrate my skin through the night. Um, other than that, I'll just use my moisturizer. Um, when I wake up in the morning, I probably, I do the same thing. Um, I wash my face, put on my moisturizer. Um, and then that's where I would bring in my SPF and I definitely put on SPF every single morning. So, um, I'll do I don't do a lot. I don't wear a lot of makeup. And I, again, like for me, less was less is more. My skin's always better when I put less products on my face. So um, yeah, I just do moisturizer and SPF. Um, I'm also pretty active, so I don't really have to wear makeup or go anywhere, especially the last few months. <laughs> um, and then I would say before a match, I would just, I would do the same thing. I probably just double up on the sunscreen. Um, especially if my hair is up, I'm big on putting it on my neck, my chest, behind my ears, and definitely on like the tops of my shoulders, um, where I feel like the sun kind of hits me the most. So, um, after, after a match, I would just clean my face. I'd probably double cleanse with both my, my cleansers. Um, I probably use my spray to, you can spray it on a cotton pad and just wipe your face down again to kind of balance out your, your pH in your, in your face. Um, and it smells good. Uh, you can also, I use it throughout the day just to, as a refresher. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of it. I, I really just use what I have. I guess the only thing is if you want to add in a couple more intense, like, you know, nighttime serums or a really good SPF, um, to use along with that, but I really don't, don't use that much. And then, um, my mask, I recommend really only using it at night. Um, if you're, it's just, it's more of a nighttime mask to use before bed. Um, so sometimes I'll work that in a couple times a week, depending on how I feel. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy. Like I said, it's, it's simple. Uh, less is more for me. And, um, I think most people have had good results, uh, with the same thing. Yeah. I, uh, I, what you said, less is more, there's less products and oh, stuff. Sorry, my eye face. cream. And I use, I use an eye cream. Is it the Ready Twenty Four eye cream that I? Yeah, the Ready Twenty Four. Oh, that something. it's so <laughs> uh, it's so uh, smooth. Wow, I love that one. Yeah, it, it's yeah, and it's like it's so um, it's like silky, and it like it. You don't need a lot. You just need like a really little amount, and it's enough. Uh, so I'll mix that in. Um, obviously at night, like so, I'll put it on at night, um, and in the morning along with my moisturizer, um, before my SPF, and uh, yeah, that was the only other thing I was missing. Yeah, the eye cream is really creamy, and uh, I had it for months, and it's it's lasting yeah. a long time. Yeah. Well, that was uh, uh, Jesse's uh, skincare routine. Thank you for sharing that <laughs> with us. I'm going to ask you to. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know it's important. You know, a lot of like myself, a lot of people are wondering what's a good skin uh, care routine that works, and. Uh, yeah, it seems like a really, like you said, like a really natural way to take care of your skin and be healthy at the same time and uh, uh, protect it. 
yeah, from all the harsh not, It's not going to be overwhelming. Um, not you know, overwhelming. Something yeah. easy, yeah, that everyone can do. Thank you f- a lot for talking about your company. I really appreciate that. Um, are you doing any hobbies in your free time? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you like to do? Cooking or what are you going on walks? What do you do in the your free time that you have now that you're not traveling? Uh, yeah. So this quarantine time, I have definitely <laughs> been making a lot of food, baking a lot, cooking a lot, um, spending time with my dogs. And um, I just moved into this house. So it's been really fun to kind of decorate it and make it my own and, you know, make it feel like a home, which I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know how I really, it would have taken a long time uh, if I was playing tournaments right now. So I guess, you know, the silver lining for me anyways, was that I'm grateful that I, I got to move into this house because it's really kept me busy and I wouldn't have been able to really do this um, not quickly um, if I was traveling and playing tournaments because I'm still not done yet and it's been like two months of me being here. So uh, slowly coming along, um, that's been really fun. And then, yeah, just uh, cooking a lot, baking a lot, trying new stuff now that I have more time in the kitchen, um, which has been fun. Uh, Anything special? I, um, my baking is not great. I think anyone that follows me on social media sees that my baking is really, I'm not a good baker. I'm a much better cook. Baking mm-hmm. is too exact for me. I like cooking and like just kind of feeling Throwing. it out and then yeah, <laughs> random <laughs> ingredients. Kind of my personality, like I'm just kind of like, oh yeah, let's just go with whatever. And then the baking is like, if you're off by like half a cup, it's like the whole thing just explodes <laughs> in the oven. And I'm just like, I don't it's understand. So like, So half of like, yeah, most, it's like 50-50 with my baking. There's like a handful of things that I know how to make pretty well. I have a good cookie, like a caramel cookie recipe. Um, my banana bread's pretty good. Like stuff like that. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, I try to get crazy and try like, oh, I'm going to learn how to make this like, triple tiered chocolate cake with (laughs) frosting and they just it doesn't turn out great it's not horrible but it's some of them end up really bad and I just get frustrated and I stop baking for like a week and I'm like screw this and then I'll get the itch again and try Uh, (laughs) but the cooking I've been cooking a lot of different things so um I've actually tried fried chicken last week and it was really, really good. I saw good. that. That was amazing. It was at, like at, everyone in my family, like my mom, my sister, who are like the toughest, toughest critics and will say everything is like, ah, yeah, it's okay. Like all the time. It doesn't matter what it is. They, and they don't even like, I think I made it for Mother's Day. My mom's like, I don't even like fried chicken. Why are you making this on Mother's Day? I made it anyways because I was just stuck in my head that like I wanted to make it and I made it and she was like, this is really good. I was like, yes. Made <laughs> I was like, scratch. I finally, I nailed, yeah, I made it from scratch. It was really good. Nice. Um, it was the Chrissy Teigen and John Legend fried chicken recipe. It was so ah. random. I just thought, I saw a picture. I was like, that looks so good. And I've never made fried chicken before. So yeah, I'm a much better cook, but just trying all sorts of stuff. Uh, I'm going to try to make bread, but we'll see how that oh. goes. Oh, uh, yeah. you have a machine? They, you no, I don't have a machine. I yeah, you can do it in a Dutch oven. Oh. Uh, in the oven, uh, my mom did a couple, made some bread last week. It was really really good. So I'm gonna try, maybe next week, if I can get the confidence. 
What's for what's sure. your guilt guilty to go food like after training? What do you like love to uh, eat and you don't look back? <laughs> I don't look back. Um, Mine is a Big Mac and a big I don't, cheeseburger. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love burgers. That's true. Me too. Um, I feel like anything like salty. Um, oh, I, it depends. It's like. At night, I definitely get, like, cravings for sweet things. Like, I just want, like, a piece of chocolate cake, you know? I like the oh, end of yeah. the day. But if I'm, like, munching on snacks during the day, um, I don't know, just, like, chips and, like, that's, like, chips and salsa or chips and, like, that type of stuff. Um, or just, like, I don't know, like, a, I love breakfast food, just, like, a bacon, egg, and cheese on, like, a bagel. Like, I could just scarf that so down. good easy so yeah no it's not horrible for you but it's not like no I was know, thinking like you know meal, but... poutine on pizza and that's oh, okay <laughs> french fries french fries I love that's what I was thinking of. I was thinking like french fries chips. yeah french fries I could eat french fries all the time and so I just got this uh which everyone's been using now I guess is the air fryer oh I, I have one tried those so, have yes, one? I, it's so oh good. my god yeah <laughs> it's like amazing like you could I yeah. make fries in there like all the time now yeah but I'm making healthy like sweet potato fries because I'm trying to be healthy but like yeah you could now it's so <laughs> easy it's even easier to make french fries and I'm like oh gosh this is hard but and at it's least it's healthy it's a, little, <laughs> it's a little healthier you don't have the guilt at trip least. of frying them in the, frying in the pound oil, of yes, oil. That, is, that is true but then that means I eat them more which maybe counteracts the <laughs> the oil part I'm not sure <laughs> Well, thank you so, so much. I think we should wrap it up because we've been having a really long long and nice conversation. Uh, I don't know, people may be getting like, oh, when is this will end? Or you're saying, when will this end? So That's what happens when we know each other. It's like we just, yes. it's like when you go meet for lunch and you just like babble on and like keep talking. Yeah, every time we meet up, we just talk for like five hours nonstop, subject to subject. I know. And then I'm like, wait, I forgot to ask her about this. And then, oh. Yeah, I know. And then it's like something we really had to talk to each other about and we just totally miss it. Okay, no, thank yes. you. Thank you for having me. It's been really, it's been fun. It's been fun. Next I'm time we, we, we will do a wine. Catch wine, up again. Wine yes, date. I'm down for the wine, wine date night. Tasting wine and food and your cooking skills. Pairing up the yes. wine with the. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh my God. Oh. I, yeah. <sighs> Enjoy Anyways. your time with your yeah. family. Good luck with training. Thank you. Uh, yeah, good thanks. luck with your future tournaments coming up. And uh, good luck with your skincare product. Really looking forward to the new additions. And enjoy your time with your dogs, fiance, family. Just keep cooking. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for, for having me on the show. And I uh, hope I can be back soon. Thank you, Jesse. Um, have a good uh, have a good day. Bye.